Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. Dr. Smith gave us a detailed introduction to the structure-activity relationship at the molecular level, including cationic lipids, counterions, and neutral lipids in the first two episodes. One of the first structure-activity relationship studies was performed with cholesterol-anchored positive charges. Since this result is quite different from diacyl hydrophobic anchoring, we discussed these two aspects separately. Having recognized the importance of cationic lipids, we still believe that colloidal properties may play a more important role in the activity. Therefore, we will today combine the multiple findings of research teams to present some ideas about the structure-activity relationship at the colloidal level. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? The first question to understand is how the appearance of the genosome has to do with its activity. Genosomes active in vitro transfection is mostly large aggregates containing partially fused liposomes in the range of 200 to 1,000 nanometers. The appearance of the genosomes of some of them reported in the literature has some attached fibers. It is unclear which conformation, spherical aggregates of lipid membrane fibers, is the active structure in transfection. Some scientists have pointed out that the fiber structures on the surface of these spherical aggregates resemble the spikes of viruses, which may be connection points. In fact, an in vitro study concluded that genosome activity may be associated with structures with higher local curvature, such as pits, spikes, or edges. In the studies reported in the literature, which appearance or state of the genosome is transfected in vivo? Some studies have used cryoelectron microscopy to observe DNA dotab liposome complexes, showing loose, large, and brittle aggregates. These complexes with no observable DNA fibers proved to be inactive when administered systemically. In contrast, mice injected into the tail vein of mice with active several complexes were observed to have smaller dense and dense colloidal particles. They are two completely different pictures. In some samples, locally ordered structures of the genosomes can be seen. In addition, simple tabletop centrifugation experiments show that the active complex can be easily pelleted without visible flux. This indicates that the active complex contains dense particles. Fluorescent studies with ethidium bromide also showed that in these complexes, DNA could not be intercalated by fluorescent dyes, suggesting good DNA protection. According to you, these results may suggest that condensed or tightly packed DNA is necessary for efficient gene expression when administered systemically. What is the reason for this? Because large, loose complexes cannot protect circulating DNA. It is not difficult to imagine that a large complex can rapidly adsorb or disintegrate when injected into the body. 
It is well known that the disintegration of giant unilamellar or oligolamellar liposomes is due to mechanical stress and turbulent circulation. A more important reason is that the adsorption and intercalation of plasma components change the area of the outer surface relative to the inner surface. This mismatch causes the liposomes to rupture. This plasma-related disintegration is even faster in the presence of cations on the surface. The disintegrated liposomes put their encapsulated DNA in a dangerous environment. Is this what it means for them to form dense particles? Exactly. Once the liposomes collapse, the DNA is exposed to DNase in the plasma. Unsurprisingly, the chances of uncondensed DNA entering the cell are small. Furthermore, the larger size and possible aggregation can quickly limit the free movement of these large particles, even in the absence of immediate adsorption. On the other hand, in the case of small, compact complexes, it is logical to expect that they have a better chance of achieving greater biodistribution. DNA appears to be well protected. Besides protecting DNA, what do the size and compactness of the genosomes affect? Smaller particles are also easier to internalize, especially DNA. It appears to be too large to be efficiently internalized into cells in a non-condensed form. DNA accessibility studies using ethidium bromide show that the DNA is well protected and concentrated due to the inability to intercalate. A simple complex is estimated to contain 5 to 15 DNA plasmids, depending on stoichiometry and size. Based on these experiments and subsequent thought analysis, we can say that a necessary condition for efficient systemic transfection is small, dense complexes containing condensed and well-protected DNA plasmids. However, there are also similar complexes that have been shown to be ineffective after intravenous injection, despite their ability to colloidally suspend high concentrations of DNA. Therefore, in addition to an active plasmid, a sufficient condition for the complex to be active in vivo is the stability of the complex in plasma, its biodistribution, and its ability to internalize. Can events after internalization or release from endosomes be artificially controlled for the current genosomes? It is still not fully under control. Clearly, we can detect from the expression of the encoded protein that, in some cases, endosome cleavage and nuclear targeting are achieved. With some refinement of plasmid sequences or new components of genosomes, it may be possible to gain some control over these events. As we mentioned earlier, the in vivo data show that the use of cholesterol as a neutral lipid can significantly improve the transfection rate compared to the in vitro experiments. Is it related to the formation of tight particles? There is definitely a connection. Cholesterol-containing genosomes appear to protect DNA better, as can be inferred from complement activation studies and cryo-electron micrographs. Although the stability of different liposomes and genosomes in plasma varies, the detailed biodistribution remains to be completed. By the way, solid substrates appear to be advantageous if the structure of small, dense genosomes prepared from cationic small unilamellar vesicles is a two-dimensional array of bilayer alternating sheets and ordered DNA. Therefore, this favors cholesterol as a bilayer alloy compound. Cationic lipids with several charges that prefer to form micelles are also excluded. Can cholesterol increase the stability of liposomes in circulation? That could be possible. Not only that, cholesterol may have a similar function in the genosomes. Although the tensile modulus of elasticity of these bilayers has not been measured, we can expect from similar lecithin-based systems. 
When half of the DO chains are replaced with cholesterol, the mechanical stability of the bilayer increases by an order of magnitude. It has been reported that the complexation of DNA with other positively charged colloidal particles, such as cationic micelles, did not result in efficient transfection. What do you think is the reason? One reason is the increased toxicity of single-chain surfactants that form micelles. It is also possible that the micelles do not provide complexes with cationic surfaces that may be important for adhesion to cells. The phase diagrams of some micelles have been reported to create larger solubility gaps than the corresponding small unilamellar vesicles containing neutral lipids. The concentration of colloidally suspended DNA is lower. How do you think the application stability of the single-strand surfactant DNA colloid system is low? The micellar system is in thermodynamic equilibrium with the surrounding environment. This causes an instantaneous phase transition when introduced into a biological system. Micelles and the DNA micelle complexes deduced from them are less stable in response to environmental changes. Disintegrate or flocculate may immediately after infusion of blood. Kinetic capture systems such as liposomes and genosomes are more robust and stable to system changes, such as dilution. The presence of cholesterol aids in the formation of the bilayer. Could this be another reason why cholesterol is better in the body? It can be understood this way. Possibly due to the long-range order of the bilayer, cholesterol packs and protects DNA better than isotropic micelles, as well as provides a better surface for adsorption to cells. Compared to the indeterminate and changing surfaces of micellar aggregates, solid bilayers can also serve as better substrates for DNA adsorption. This may explain why cholesterol works better in the body. Because in mixtures containing cationic lipids, cholesterol can form a much stronger bilayer than dope. This reasoning does not support cationic lipids with many positive charges as they prefer non-bilayer phases. You make a lot of sense. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.